You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Welcome to EMG Radio. This is episode number 41, and I am your host, Randy. That seemed anticlimactic. I am your host, Randy. Anticlimactic. What isn't anticlimactic will be this episode, because this is a big episode. EMG Radio is the official podcast of the Electronic Musicians Group, which is a network of digital-based, like-minded electronic musicians and producers of all sorts of genres. Not just house. Just because I say electronic, don't think just one genre. We cover a wide spectrum. But you know what? Even that's not enough for EMG Radio. EMG Radio is hungry, and it wants more. So we actually tapped another electronic music network online. I reached out to a couple of artists that I met through WetNew. That's hashtag W-E-A-T-N-U. We are the new underground. It's a very cool network slash label that's blowing up. So I reached out to them and said, hey, we got a radio show. You want to play some music? So uh, that's what's going on. I got a couple artists from there. Pure old school OG EMG artists as well. I mean, we're not we're not neglecting them. We got some Ezra Yates. And then we're going to we're going to this this whole episode's going to climax with a fantastic interview with Jupiter and Brian Atticus of Avant Lust. It's been years since we had uh, Brian on the show. But this time he's got his Avant Lust partner Jupiter on, and they are going to talk about their new EP. So we're going to put that at the end of the show. I mean, it's going to be the majority of the show. It's a it's a healthy interview. Uh, but before we get to that, let's let's play some of this new music for you. First up, we got Rufy. And beforehand, I want to apologize if I'm mispronouncing Rufy or even Wet New. It looks like Wheat New to me, but I believe i i seen it explained on twitter as wet new so this is a guy i met through wet new he does a lot to help promote other musicians not even just electronic musicians musicians of all flavors um so i always appreciate that and then i checked out his music and it is solid uh you're going to hear the final track on his most recent album called tweak your path The final track is Tweak Your Outro. That's right, we are beginning with the outro because that's how we roll on EMG Radio. It's a very cool mix of electronic and acoustic elements. This album, as he says on the Bandcamp page, is dedicated to all those struggling with the perils of addiction, and half of the proceeds are donated to fellowships providing support to individuals uh, struggling with addiction. So this album is, is, is coming from a personal and good-spirited place and then the music's awesome so like when you when you can get something like that a talented artist who's also trying to give back to musicians and to other people to people struggling with life that's always cool so this is tweak your outro by Rufy, and i'll have the link after the song
was Tweak Your Outro by Rufy. You can get that at Rufy, that's R-O-O-F-Y, Rufy.bandcamp.com. Also check out RufyMusic.com. That's a very cool track. It's got kind of an, um, I don't know if ele- eclectic is the correct term, but eclectic collection of, of tones and sounds. It's definitely got like acoustic sound mixed with some very cool synthesized sounds and then some really interesting vocals and it all comes together and and kind of hooks me man it's got a good hook to it it's 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 got a good groove now we are going to continue following the theme of addiction into this next song and this is another artist i met through wet new and i'd be remiss if i didn't mention um the wet news website w-e-a-t-n-u.com uh, they have a bunch of streaming radio stations. They have like five or six 24-hour-a-day streaming music stations, um, which is very cool. You might be able to hear some super science on some of those stations, or at least one of those stations. 
And um, they're also a label, so they have a bunch of cool artists signed, so you can check out their music there. And again, they promote... They, I mean, they they are a label, but they also just promote a ton of fantastic electronic music artists. Um, it's very cool. Anyway, this next artist I also met through Wet New. Uh, this is Shadows of Life. And according to the information that he sent over to me, Shadows of Life explores the darker sides, themes, and emotions of life through instrumental music. Uh, most of the music is synth-driven electronic, but you'll also hear other... Uh, Elements not commonly associated with electronic music, like riffing guitars and soaring melodies. Which, if you listen to much EMG radio, you'll know that's kind of a theme we like to hit, because we like to think outside of the box in terms of what electronic music is. Moving forward, so the song we're going to play, and this is where the theme of addiction comes back from that first track by Rufi. Uh, This song, by Shadows of Life, is called Long Way Down. It's a song about addiction. He says it builds and becomes more frantic and anxious as the addiction grows. And a version of this will be released with vocals in early 2016, so I'm excited to hear that because it's a very cool track, and i definitely like to hear what kind of vocals get set to it. So, this is Long Way Down by Shadows of Life. That was Long Way Down by Shadows of Life, and that is an excellent track. I really It puts me in a good mindset. I really like the tone. So you can check out more Shadows of Life at Shadows of Life. Again, I'm saying L-I-F-E, Life, shadowsoflife.bandcamp.com. You can also check them out on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash shadowsoflife. Uh, he sent me a bunch of tracks to check out. That one I felt for this episode worked because it mixed with that theme of addiction, but you'll definitely be hearing more Shadows of Life on future episodes because it's good stuff. Now, we've still got that Avant Lust interview coming up, along with a couple tracks we'll play during the interview from the EP that they will be talking about. But first, last episode I promised I'd play some more recent, uh, some newer Ezra Yates. We played a track last episode from a compilation album we put out a while back, and I said, 
we'll get some more some more Ezra Yates for you because if you've listened to the show at all, you know Ezra Yates is a staple. So, we've got something from his most recent album, Gloaming. I think I'm pronouncing that right. If not, I apologize. It's G-L-O-A. Let me double check that. G-L-O-A-M-I-N-G. Gloaming. This came out in December, so it's still 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 got that new new album smell is called how do i live with your ghost this is from gloaming which is up for free download on ezrayates.bandcamp.com along with five other albums released in 2015 five full-length albums he put out in 2015 this is how do i live with your ghost
That was How Do I Live With Your Ghost by Ezra Yates from the album Gloaming, which you can get for free at Ezra Yates, that's E-Z-R-A-Y-A-T-E-S dot bandcamp dot com. Check that out. Check out all the other albums he's put out. Um, just five alone in last year, not to mention previous years past. Uh, he's got a ton of stuff. Uh, he's a fantastic uh, varied artist. Uh, there's a lot of ambient, but it also goes into a whole bunch of other genres, other influences. It's very cool. You should definitely check that album out and all of his stuff. It's all good. Now we're going to bounce from one old school electronic musicians group artist to another one of the oldest school, oldest of school, <laughs> one of the original EMG artists. Uh, Brian Atticus has been in the group since the very beginning. Before the beginning, he was in the group that inspired the group, and we are going to throw it to that interview I recorded with him and Jupiter of Avant Lust. They're going to talk about their EP, The Pitch Black Limbo, where you can get it. We're going to listen to a couple tracks. It's a pretty good interview. I had a lot of fun talking to them. Black and white forever. Pornhub is the new thing. That'll make a lot more sense after the interview. And then after it's all over, I'll come back, I'll talk you down, and we'll end the show. So here is our interview with Avant Lust. I'm joined now by Brian Atticus and Jupiter of Avant Lust. How's it going, guys? All good. All good. <laughs> and we are going to talk a little bit about the Pitch Black Limbo EP. Okay, first off, you guys make music. This is no surprise. That's why you're on the show. Yes. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about Avant Lust specifically? 
sure. the, pro- the um, project itself? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Avenla started back in, I think it's been two years, right, Ama? Jupiter? Yes, it's been two years. Two long years. It's It, it, it feels like <laughs> it's been less. But uh, it started after I uh, eventually, I mean, we both eventually stopped working on our past projects. Uh, Jupiter was on uh, Sons of the Pyre, which I play keyboards on. We collaborated there. And uh, after, I think after after I finish Drowning Angel is is when you join in, right? Yes, you finished Drowning Angel and I pretty much finished with uh, Sons on the Pyre. And that's when I actually joined in and we decided all to call ourselves Avon Loss and we kept going from there. Yeah, it was, uh, I was in, we were, we we started at first as an uh, electronic type of project. Uh, We were... We had a lot of songs that were very industrial, dancey type of type of way, but eventually the project evolved to a more I don't know it got it got matured because the project started as a kind of like a continuation of what I was doing with a drowning angel. And it got dark. It got way darker and, like I said, mature. It's it's technically a, a more elaborate version of what I was working on in the past more complete version yeah although one thing one thing did stay the same since we started we already had in mind that we wanted our lyrics and kind of like the tone to be um slightly erotic experimental um just different and we've kind of kept that even on all the genres that we've actually played Tried, yeah. That's a there, there's a, an erotic uh, feel in the background. No matter what type of lyrics we're writing, it's it's weird. Yeah, no, I can I can hear that though too for sure. That comes across. <laughs> yeah, like I, I I've shown uh, the songs to a few people and they go like, "Oh my god, this is so erotic! I want to have sex to it." And I'm like, <laughs> what, "What? Do you know that the lyrics are very depressing?" <laughs> <laughs> You sure you want to have sex to them? You, you, you sure? <laughs> yeah. It's not like our goal to make like erotic. Like we go like, okay, let's make this song just completely erotic, man. No, it's it's technically I don't know. It's a little bit. The lyrics are a little bit personal, you know. It's 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 a mix of both, pretty much. Well, and then th- th- that makes for interesting. Uh, I guess juxtaposition. <laughs> it's an interesting mood. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I used to get, uh, especially on Give Me a Taste, um, I get that a lot on, on, on my part when I start singing all low and shit. But I, I, I guess it, it comes with the territory of, of where you make trip-hop music, kind of lungy type of music. Mm-hmm. But the thing is here, the, the twist here is that it's dark, you know? Let's talk about, I guess let's talk about the EP specifically, uh... The, the Pitch Black Limbo, um, how did this EP come together? How long have you guys been working on this? A while. Been, yes, a very long while. Um, <laughs> because it's gone through many, many changes. Yeah. Like, some, um, the lyrics uh, for Give Me a Taste were mainly written by um, Atticus. And beyond recognition, the I wrote the lyrics for that one. So we do switch uh, the songwriter between one and the other. Yeah. And um, 
sometimes when Atticus comes, like, okay, I think I have it. And I tell him, no, this part doesn't sound very right. And vice versa, we agree or disagree. We keep making changes until we get the right tone. Yeah, it's like an obsessive uh, behavior of wanting to make everything sound better and better, knowing that you can improve. But it can eventually cripple because we it, it came a time where we got stuck and we we kind of hit a wall. Uh, the EP was supposed to be much longer. Um, it was supposed to be, I think, four to five songs, but eventually we 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 had to strip it down, or else we weren't really gonna. We were not gonna release anything until next year, you know. And having a project that's two years old with nothing out, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's I, I, yeah, you know, it it, it doesn't look pretty. Uh, the, the the funny thing also about the the album is this, the the EP. It it at first it started as my solo album. I was working on it as uh, I was working with uh, Jupiter to make the 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 first uh, Avan Loss album, which was called Nightlife. It was completely electronic. I was working on the Pitchback Lima while we were working on the on the electronic album, and I think out of nowhere, just Jupiter came to me and said, "Hey, why don't we use your songs? I mean, why don't uh, why don't we use the you know the concept you have around the Pitchback Limbo and just go with that? You know? Yeah. It was all really just completely random. It 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 wasn't all planned. You know, just grab the electronic album and and release this thing. You know, it was it was really random, really. Is it just the two of you guys in the in the in Avant Lust, or is there no a third? Yeah, there 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 was a third. Now we're back to just being uh, the two of us. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, four technically. There was uh, our good friend Bam, who he joined in. So we, me and Bam, met back in in sound school, and we seem to have the same taste on. Uh, on trip hop and we seem to geek a lot uh a lot on music and all that's it so i decided to invite him in so he could help me with post-production and stuff um and there's nelson which he did all the guitar playing but he's just a collaborator um but we 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 were eventually a band but uh bam had to leave to to the states um so it's just now the two of us and we're we're gonna see where we go from here now Okay, that's okay. That's kind of what I wanted to ask about was, um, you guys talked about switching off back and forth for like some of the songwriting stuff. Um, yeah. So how does how how yes. do you guys work together? Like how do the songs come together? Um, like I guess talk about your process a little bit as a duo, or in some cases when you have other members working with you. Okay, the other members uh, of our band were. Uh, for example, guitarists and stuff like mm. that. Atticus and I mainly focused on... Uh, I write songs. I am I guess I'm the main lyricist of the two. Yes. And main vocals also. Atticus um, kind of makes everything... He puts everything together. He also mixes up and makes um, the music and everything. Okay. Um, usually he obsesses more about how it's sounding 
and he gets carried away. So I need to step <laughs> in and sometimes tell him, like, no, you need to stop. This noise here doesn't sound right. The voice of reason. So I, <laughs> so I kind of step in and I'm like, no, that doesn't sound right. Take that off. But mainly, I'm, I'm the one that mainly writes the lyrics for the songs. And sometimes even I don't feel good with some of the tones that I do with my vocals. So we do re-record a lot of things. Yeah, edit. Until it sounds good. It eventually starts that uh, we both have some musical ideas. Maybe Jupiter has some lyrics and I just have this weird demo of whatever abstract shit I come up with. And uh, she just comes in, she records the vocals... And we build it up from there. It's like it's like hip hop. You know, the hip hop artists when they they don't just grab an an electric guitar and start composing, you know, they just they they have a beat and they start building up from there. Mm-hmm. That's that's kinda like the process here. Um the song and instrumental demo that I have will never be the same thing uh when I add vocals. It it, it eventually uh, ends up being a 60 to 80 channel monster. So it yeah, changes. <laughs> it changes a lot. Uh, Jupiter eventually gets mad because I, I keep bringing different versions every time or different remixes. If you ever ask yourself, like, damn, why does Atticus take so long to release music? It's it's for that same reason. I, I, I keep... He, he does like 660 freaking six different mixes of the songs. I was and actually... I, end up <laughs> I was going to ask, how many different versions of Give Me a Taste are there? Because looking at your SoundCloud, you originally <laughs> posted that track at least eight months ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's, the first, there's the first version that I redubbed it a demo. That was the version I released as, a, as Atticus Veneer, the old okay. name I was using... Um, then there's the EP version, the EP version, the album version, the version that has a guitar, has more, it's more guitar driven. There's two versions, the demo and the EP one and the other bunch of remixes. Sure. Yeah. Um, but I, I eventually had to let the song go. (laughs) I, I, we, we stopped milking the single. So we, 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 we want to move on now. (laughs) because <laughs> yeah. i we 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 milked the single pretty good hey, hey if you yeah. can if you can milk a single for a year that's pretty good man yeah almost two years if 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 you count when oh, i oh yeah yeah in in 2015 14 but it's just the song got better with the guitars and the remit the little bit of remixing i did i i just had to re- yeah. release it again repackage it Mm-hmm. Yes, when um, when Bam came in and everything, he he loved the song and it kept changing. <laughs> yeah, the good thing with Bam, he he technically has this the same taste as I do. We geek a lot on sneaker pimps, so he was definitely down with the project. We're working on a music video for it. We started in July. Uh, we went through some delays as usual. But we plan to have it finish maybe by I don't know March. I'm 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 trying not to say any specific dates. 
Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah, knowing the nature of things. <laughs> but in between, we're, we're working on the music video. It will eventually come out, hopefully. Oh, yeah, and are, you're producing it yourself then, I'm, I'm assuming? Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah, the both of us. I'm directing, and she's editing. Exciting. Yeah, so it's, 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 it's a very collaborative project. You have a very specific like um, style of imagery with the photos that you guys use. Yeah, it's got that particular 
uh, like the black and white and kind of um, low contrast on a lot of them. Some of them are kind of high contrast, but I like the imagery that you guys have. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. It's just, uh, for some reason, uh, especially with the song Give Me a Taste, uh, every time we heard the type of music that we were doing, especially for the EP, it, saw, it looked, it seemed right for the pictures of the photo shoots to be black and white, for them to be grayscaled and everything. Mm-hmm. And it also... Um, made even sharper the fact that it's kind of dark but at the same time kind of erotic and it just really felt right to be that way now we don't really i don't think we intend to forever stay dark because we (laughs) but uh because we've gone through several changes especially myself i i cut my hair so i no longer look exactly like in the picture (laughs) so probably next photo shoot will be slightly different but for the EP you see right for everything to be grayscaled yeah black and white forever (laughs) 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 Um, I like how that conversation went yeah we're not we're gonna change you know it won't always be dark and then Brian, black and white forever. <laughs> it's just I I went through a phase where I wanted everything to look black and white because I I I think by that time I was getting into uh, David Lynch. Have you seen his movie Eraserhead? Oh yeah. Uh, a lot of uh, Avonlaus photography or imagery it's kind of influenced at a certain way with mm-hmm. uh, Eraserhead. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that, uh, particularly like with the settings where you guys are shooting and stuff. Yeah, the the famous abandoned hospital, which we got kicked off trying <laughs> to film a music video with no permission. <laughs> <laughs> we almost got banned from the place. Yeah, because uh, we got inside the hospital, and because we, I mean, we're allowed to be outside the hospital, but not to get inside. So we got inside and and yeah, it was it was it was funny. We got kicked out. Oh man, <laughs> that's guerrilla guerrilla filmmaking. Yeah, man. Because when you try to here in Puerto Rico, if you want to get permissions to use a government uh, regulated place, it's horrible. You, oh yeah, you up, yeah you end up waiting maybe months for a permission. So I just said, "Fuck it, let's just try to do." Stuff guerrilla style like James Cameron <laughs> back in Terminator One. If he did it, why can I not? You know, but it didn't work. <laughs> oh my god, that was crazy! Yeah. <laughs> um, Freaking our- dog found us. <laughs> a dog. The d- a dog. Yeah, a dog. <laughs> yeah, this the dog from the security guard found us. Because the place is huge, <laughs> we heard the dog, and the dog found us, and then the, the guards were like, "No, you can't be in here. You need Why to get out." Not? <laughs> Do you want to talk a little bit about beyond recognition? Oh yes, the lyrics. That's all, Jupiter. <laughs> yeah, the that song. It, uh, uh, the lyrics were. 
slightly different at the beginning and we're actually much longer but um when we started actually recording the vocals for the song which i was the one that wrote it um we we felt that it would be right to shorten the lyrics and have more instruments playing in the background than actually having the vocals go all the way from start to finish mm-hmm. and, and the song turned out far more erotic than we thought it would and, and the feedback on it has been insanely crazy like everybody that has listened to this song so far they all say the same thing like this is porn music right here yeah they <laughs> yeah every time every fucking t- and not just her friends the the people i showed it to they they also say the same thing and i'm like what it changed apparently too much because the song it's i mean it sounds kind of vampirish like this whole thing about um press a- on my beating heart and everything like that yeah. and for some reason people think it's hot <laughs> so whatever it's, you think it's hot that that makes you happy great gets you aroused great too <laughs> so people if you ever have sex to our music um feel free to make a form <laughs> and stuff <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> you need to think of a, a hashtag or something somebody can tag tag you guys with when uh, yeah 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 <laughs> when that's happening like or, or after yeah, it's that, happening that, yeah that, that's a good way to market the band like if you ever have sex and you're listening to us like have a hashtag avant wild sex or avant <laughs> treason I don't know beyond <laughs> hashtag <laughs> Hashtag beyond reason. <laughs> Snap a pic. <laughs> <laughs> Send it to avonlust.gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs>
what do you guys what's what's coming up this year what do you guys got planned well we are planning on getting off the darkness <laughs> although Atticus is black although <laughs> Atticus thinks that we should stay dark forever black and white forever <laughs> so um <laughs> I I will try to talk Atticus into us not being so dark anymore but we do plan on keeping the erotic thing in it. Yeah, well, well, I mean, we're not planning on new music right now. I we want to move from the the whole you know dark imagery and shit because it, it, it I don't know it was it it evolved. But uh, right now, what we have planned is just finish the music video. We are planning to record a live performance. Um, oh, cool! Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, since we're not gonna play live for a while, we 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 want to like show, uh, showcase ourselves playing live. So right now, just we just want to promote. You know, DCP took s so long to release. You know, I don't, I don't even want to think about going into another. You know. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Body of work for a while. You know, I'm saying this right now, and I'll probably call Ama telling her that I have a new song, but yeah. What's the best way for people to, to get this EP? Like, where should they go? It's everywhere. <laughs> no, you literally, literally, you can go to Bandcamp or you can, yeah, you can go to our website, uh, com. You can get it from there and you can stream it via YouTube. If you're the cool kids who don't download shit anymore, cause it takes space on your computer. Yeah. And uh, yeah, or it's it's in everywhere. Yeah, it's everywhere except the the mainstream uh, streaming platforms, Spotify and all that shit. Gotcha. It's all the cool places. It's on the cool abstract places because we don't want to become famous, you know. <laughs> we want to be an abstract <laughs> black and white band forever. You're black and white. Spotify <laughs> is too colorful. It's too, it's too yeah, mainstream. It, it doesn't represent our music, man. I think SoundCloud is far more colorful, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. Although, maybe if Pornhub had a streaming platform, since our music <laughs> is so erotic, maybe maybe we can upload it there, but I don't know. Hey, if you uploaded it to YouTube, you could put it up on there. <laughs> <laughs> and put all those weird ha <laughs> hashtags before. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. If that's hey, the if that's the angle you want to push, man, that's dude, that's the place to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Our demographic is in Pornhub waiting for us. <laughs> oh, Atticus, this reminds me of a little inside joke about Atticus wanting <laughs> to be a porn director forever. Oh my god, yeah. That would seem right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> do like I'll do like experimental David Lynch type films but in porn. I was going to say that's that'd be the darkest porn. Well, I guess it's got to be pretty dark to be the darkest porn, but <laughs> Black and white and porn forever. Forever, man. <laughs> Black and white. Yeah. No, but we'll eventually move to more colorful stuff. Maybe we'll probably re uh, release a Christian album. <laughs> oh, yeah? Oh, no. <laughs> no. Call up, 
a rising angel, you know. Spectre. Oh no, 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 no. Nah, I not c- that not that colorful. <laughs> yeah, we'll probably write pop songs about loving people and going to parties and falling in love. Yeah, at the club. <laughs> at the club. <laughs> Falling in love at the club. See, oh, you've got it already. That's a hit. If I ever that's heard one, that's it right there. It's gonna be called. I don't know. Give me a kiss. Falling in love with the club. Club love. Club love, or give me a taste with your club love, or I don't know. <laughs> it's just oh give God. me a taste with different <laughs> lyrics. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, no. by the way, I was talking with Bam today, he, and he told me something like that. He told me like, "Hey, uh, I showed give me a taste to my to my colleagues, and they really liked it. I think you should cash in on the whole give me a taste sound and expand it." So I no. think, no, yeah, no. <laughs> I'll murder you. It could be give me a smell and give me a, a oh, listen. Shut up, man. <laughs> 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 Somewhere around the eight eight hundredth version, you'll get it right. I'll get it right. I'll, I'll yeah. I'll. So what it sounds like is the whole thing of like knowing when you're done with a track. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like it sounds like you just need to cut yourself off of a track at a certain point. Yeah, that's how pretty much I ended. I say I I can't do this anymore. <laughs> There's nothing else I can add to it. <laughs> What else can I add? And that's and I just let it go. Which is, it, I mean, it's not always the easiest thing for sure. Yeah, it's it's just since I came from uh from making a lot of uh, mistakes back in the Drowning Angel, I I I'm how do I put this? I just I I I I I I've obsessed over the most stupid things that I don't you know want to release bad music. And it's and the second problem is when you're making this type of music on a low budget, you know we're not recording on a, a professional recording studio mm-hmm. or anything like it. Uh, the only way you can make it sound good is if you just you dedicate a lot of hours to it. So since we're not in a that's I think that's one of the whole reasons it takes this EP took a lot of time also because um, I I I had to make like a lot of. Uh, mistakes to eventually get the sound i wanted and when you're self-producing it could eventually you know it's a loop what have you guys been enjoying like is there anything you guys have been listening to a lot lately uh anything you've been enjoying particularly well i've been really hooked on baby metal baby metal (laughs) our next album's gonna be baby metal (laughs) what's baby metal it's a Japanese band. Oh, really? Um, okay. This really young, it's a really young girls singing metal oh. about chocolate. I think I have heard something about that. Yeah, you're probably seeing memes around. They're really famous around the internet. Okay, okay. So it was something I was trying not to listen for a really long while, and then I ended up listening to it, and I liked it. Yeah, is it is it is it good then? I don't. I've never checked it out, but I do recall hearing hearing about it. It's it's actually better than I thought. Way better than I thought. So I do recommend it. It's crazy. You hear really high pitched girly voices, and 
and you hear the music in the background and it's really hardcore so it's pretty crazy i've been i've, I've been listening to a lot of uh synth music lately i've been like getting back to like the synth roots so uh a lot of uh ambient music as usual mm-hmm. and electronica i guess uh I, I've been getting a lot into shoegaze also, but uh, mostly synth ambient driven music. I'm trying to listen to new music so I can like grab new influences for the next thing. What are some of the bigger influences on the sound of Avant Lust? <laughs> Nine Inch Nails. Yeah? No, it yeah. makes you think that. <laughs> you hide yeah, all your it's face a, and posters. It's a mix. <laughs> it's a mix, really. It's a mix between. Uh, the trip hop I've been listening to all these years, Massive Attack, uh, Nin, obviously, but I, 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 I always try not to sound like like I mean Nin is a big influence, but um, I always try to stay away from sounding like Nine Inch Nails, you know. But it's yeah, it's technically one of the biggest influences, and Portishead also, uh, Portishead, Massive Attack. Uh, yes, Combi Cries, all the industrials. Yeah, it's yeah industrial also, but mostly post-industrial because uh, I I kind of hate the whole industrial thing because it 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 feels really outdated nowadays. How dare you! No, I mean the whole industri- uh, the industrial rock vibe, for me at least, it feels very outdated. Uh, it feels like a weaker imitation of Nine Inch Nails. Um, you know, since Nine Inch Nails is like the pioneer of the, of the uh, genre. Get, get off this call, man. Get off. <laughs> right now. So, yeah. But it's a, it, it's a big box of influences eventually. But it's 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 very ambient driven. That's pretty much the base of the whole the structure of the of the songs of Avon Lost. It's all very ambient. Mm-hmm. And in in top of that, well, we bring on other influences. We 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 actually had a Nine Inch Nails cover that didn't make it to the EP. Yes, hurt. Hurt. Where did but that I think go? I, it, it's in it, it's in the depths of depths of hell, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just uh, the the rights to release a song legally uh-huh. were very expensive. Uh, I mean, even if I paid half of the price, I would eventually have to buy the rights again. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's definitely an issue with covers. I've noticed a lot of people just ignore it, or they will just like release it free. But that doesn't really get you around anything. Like, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. You're. That's definitely something that's held me back from from doing anything like that. Yeah, I guess you you need to have a budget to buy the at least I don't know work with a label or save the money to buy it. Because eventually, for example, we 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 released the song and it became a hit. You know, mm-hmm. we would eventually have to split the the money or whatever it is left of all the royalties with the with the label, uh, Interscope or whatever. It's well, the that's the rise to hurt. And it's complicated because a, a good example is like cuz I've looked at looked at doing that a couple times but like if you could you could pay a company or whatever 
to release it, say, through some of the streaming sites. Mm-hmm. But, but that doesn't cover if you want to sell downloads on Bandcamp. That's like a separate... Like, you have to pay for that separately. Yeah, it, it just becomes real complicated quick. Yeah, it's 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 very tedious. I thought it was just easy to just buy the rights and, you know, release it all you want. But you need to buy the how many downloads Yeah, you want. that's the worst part. It's it's very hard. And I, I didn't see that coming when I was recording the song. It was when I finished that, uh, that I started looking into buying the rights. And I said, nope. Yeah, I it's mean... Pay off the budget. I yep. might I might give it a try sometime, but again, it's something like, like I don't know, I, I wouldn't want to have to, I couldn't afford or keep track of, especially with the way we release music, like you, like you guys said, like the Pitch Black Limbo EP, you can get it just about everywhere, mm-hmm. and so you'd have to worry about keeping track of each individual places, like when you release music the way a lot of us do, where it's 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 on SoundCloud, it's on Bandcamp, it's on wherever all these youtube like mm-hmm. it's it's too much of a too much of a hassle for for you know a smaller group to keep track of all that yeah especially when you're starting it's really hard to just have an album and release it into the internet cuz everybody i don't know you need to market yourself beyond just releasing putting stuff in the internet so that's something that's kind of interesting to me is you were talking about, you know, you kind of want to promote this for a little while, promote this EP. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What are some of the ways you've kind of been going about that? And what do you, have you found anything that's been particularly effective in promoting? Um, I think the Facebook boosting has okay. worked at, yeah. at a certain uh, degree. Because right now, for example, if we post something without paying... It won't reach uh, the people that liked our page. Mm. So, um, yeah, I think the most effective right now, at least, is the Facebook ads thing, since that's where we're most uh, marketing the the project. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think uh, I think that's about it. Because if if you if you have a website, also, it's not gonna find itself, you know, by itself. Mm-hmm. I think ads are a good way to, to to promote the band, but it's it's pretty annoying also knowing that maybe five years ago you didn't need to pay Facebook money to just simply let the people you know see your post. Oh yeah, they've 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 definitely they exactly yeah. they crippled pages so that they could you know monetize it. Yeah, because, for example, maybe you're a two-year band, you work your ass off getting all those likes on the internet, not even playing live. So after you work your ass off getting those fans, you need to pay more? What? Yeah. It's it's ridiculous. I mean, I could see Facebook looking for ways to try to get revenue off the artist, but if you compare it to Twitter, you don't need to pay Twitter, you know? Oh, yeah. I personally, since like I made a big push on that last album, that last Super Science album I released, I've been yeah. loving Twitter. And Twitter, like I, I kind of feel bad for ignoring the Facebook page, but Twitter's really where I spend a lot of my promotion time. Um, yeah, because I think people on Twitter consume more. I don't know. They, 
I don't know how Twitter works, but I don't know. I think people on Twitter are more engaged. Yeah, I mean, yeah, kind of. I, I think Twitter makes it easier to engage, even if it's as simple as, like, a retweet. But that is incredibly useful because then that's somebody taking your original tweet and being, like, and showing it to all of their followers. So I think it makes it easier to engage. It's kind of a tricky balance between, like, promoting stuff and being spammy. But, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, Twitter, Twitter, I've been enjoying. And even SoundCloud to a point. Like, if you join, like, groups on SoundCloud and occasionally... Again, you don't want to be spammy, but occasionally mm-hmm. submitting, um, you can add your tracks to groups. That I found is very helpful too for just kind of sp- spreading it around and getting more people to check it out. You know? Yeah, definitely. But SoundCloud is also kind of fucking everyone over. Yeah. Well, um, and I don't know. I've been I've been thinking a lot about the whole music landscape, and it's. It's pretty hard, just, you know, all the time you spend recording music, and on top of that, you had to spend a lot more time um, promoting. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's like a mixture. I mean, I, I, I think half the time you spend more time promoting music than actually making music. Oh, I would say, I mean, if, if you're, if you're oh. actively, because, you know, you, you know how, like, you see a lot of other musicians online, not everybody makes the effort. If mm-hmm. you're actively promoting, I think you definitely do spend almost as much, if not more, time promoting. Um, but I don't know. I guess it just kind of depends in on what you're what you're looking to do, I suppose. Yeah, it's, and if you're looking to get a fan base, it's you need to have like a plan. Actually, it's it's really hard these days to just simply put something out there and it'll eventually lead to something. It's just, I, you need to do a lot of plea pre-planning at and, least and i think it's kind of important to do that too because i mean because i hate to see like there's certain guys even in even in the emg group that make yeah. amazing music but they're like well i just make music for me i don't need to promote it and if that's fine but like i want i want to see more people listen to it because it's fantastic music so i kind of wish they would put, promote themselves a little more yeah, it's just I, I don't know. It's a it, it's a weird game to play. I I I hate having to share my stuff on my at least on my personal oh. Facebook page because it. Oh yeah, it, yeah. It eventually feels like spamming your friends, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I very rarely post post like my promotional type stuff on my Facebook page, and if I do, I feel bad. I'm like. You guys don't have to check this out. I'm just going to put this here, though. Um, put this here. This thing I spend hours doing. <laughs> I mean, but you do like at least what it does feel shameful because yeah, you know at least on your personal page, a lot of times people aren't on there because of that they're on there because they went to school with you forty thousand years ago. You know. Yeah. Hey, Stuff. this guy's making music. Yeah. So, but that's you also. See, but- Oh, go ahead. That's where f- the Facebook fucking comes in, because if if you didn't have to pay on your page, you know, to promote your stuff, you wouldn't have any need to go to your personal profile and share your stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. It's interesting, and we've talked about it on past episodes a lot, about just, like, 
putting music out there and making music, you know, with the, like where the main place it goes is the internet. Um, yeah. But it's, it's a strange like landscape. It's a strange thing to deal with because there's so many other people also doing the same thing. Yeah. I was one of, when we were recording Avon Lust, one of the things I was stressing, uh, about was what are we going to do after we just make the songs, you know? We're mm-hmm. just gonna put them out there, and that's it. You know, yeah, so yeah. having a promotional plan becomes a part of having a band. Mm-hmm. If you're, I don't know, at least want to get a fan base or something, you know. And I guess everybody's got their own thing because maybe you know, for some, pe- for a lot of people, just doing the music is is enough, and they'll put it yeah. there. And if somebody finds it, that's fine for them. But like, I don't know. I just made music for a long time, and eventually, I was like. I kind of want people to hear this. So. Yeah, yeah. I think that's how we all started. Yeah, yeah. Hey, bro, check out my SoundCloud. Check out my mixtape. <laughs> uh-huh. But that's why I have, like, five Twitter accounts and a bunch of Facebook pages so I can oh unabashedly, unabashedly promote different things on different pages without feeling too bad. Like, even on this show, um, last episode I played one of my songs, and I talked about talked about it a little bit. But even then, I feel kind of bad, because even though this is, like, this is the place for that kind of music, I feel like I'm, I'm self-promoting too much, and it's like, I don't want to abuse this forum as a, you know, t- this, I don't want to abuse... Yeah, it's a way to, yeah, promote your, your, your stuff. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, I don't mind doing it to promote other people's stuff, but when I do it for my own stuff, it feels... It feels wrong. feels dirty. Yeah. I think one of the reasons I... <laughs> one of the reasons I think eventually we want to go live would be probably just to promote ourselves outside of the internet. Because mm-hmm. that's something you had, you a band eventually has to do if you want to at least move around, you know. But it also depends on the landscape depending on what place you are and stuff here. Here in Puerto Rico, we don't have, you know, much to go for. So we eventually end up relying more on the internet. Well, where would you, where would you like to direct people? Uh, so avantlust.com. Um, you're on SoundCloud. I've been, for whatever reason, staring at your SoundCloud page this whole time. It's soundcloud. <laughs> soundcloud.com slash avant, A-V-N-T, dash, lust. Yeah, unless you can, yeah, you can find us pretty much everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere you want to be. Either go to the website, the Facebook page, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, whichever one. And I'll have links, I'll have links in the show notes, wherever you find, wherever the listener happens to find this episode, there's probably links. Mm-hmm. Um... So what else, guys? Is there anything else you guys want to touch on? You, Amma? <laughs> not, um, not really at the moment. Uh, I'm just writing more lyrics <laughs> for whatever comes. Whatever Atticus has ready in his big bunch of songs, <laughs> he hasn't finished yet. So how many, <laughs> how many tracks almost make the album and then get cut? A lot. Do you, do you have like, do you have like a full 
albums worth of tracks that didn't make the EP cut? Well, on the EP, no. But on the other album, we I think we had like nine tracks. Um, there were a bunch. Was that Nightlife? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Nightlife, yeah. The album Nightlife. I think uh, I gave you a, a track to release on the ENG. It was called Cut. Uh-huh, okay. Those That was one of the songs. Uh, we had Long Way Home also. Yeah, it was it was very commercial sounding also. Yes, Taste of Youth especially. Yeah, Taste of Youth. It was it was something new. I liked it the way it was sounding because it was something I didn't try it before, like a little bit more accessible type of electronic music. Um but yeah, on the on the on the Pitch Black Limbo, not I think mm, two tracks got cut. One of them was a uh, Nostalgia La Droga, which uh-huh. I eventually end up releasing as a solo song. But not much, because we, we we didn't write a, uh, a lot of tracks for the Pitch Black Limbo. But for the other album, yeah, we have a, we have some material to get back to. Interesting. Yeah, I was just curious, because I remember you mentioning, or because you mentioned Nightlife and all that, so I was like, is that a whole album that <laughs> Yeah, literally, a whole album. Yeah, it was a whole. It was kind of like a concept album. Uh, we were aiming to sound very dancey, so uh-huh. we're in, like we 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 even played right. I think like two shows. Yeah. Two shows. Yeah, we played two shows with that sound and the whole vibe to it, and people in uh, interact with it. So. So how was how was that playing live? What was your guys's lives lineup like? It was just the two of us. Uh, I, yeah. I, I did what I did back in with a drowning angel when I when I played live. It was just me and the just the keyboards and the computer. Mm-hmm. So that's since I didn't have any bandmates, you know, that had there were synth players or whatever. I just decided, hey, let's just do it the both of us. You know, if Skrillex can play, you know, why can't we? Sure, sure. It eventually felt pretty, sh- for me at least, playing Electronic Alive, I didn't like it so much, because I wasn't really playing anything. <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. So I didn't like the whole idea of, uh, you know, just being behind a computer and putting my hands up. Jupiter, do you remember that time, we that last time we played? Uh, don't, don't. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Oh my gosh! No, no, that was horrible. This sounds like a, this sounds <laughs> like bad. a good story. Oh. Well, <laughs> no. <laughs> it was so bad. Our last show, our last uh, show was pretty the, horrible. The sound, with the sound on the place was bad. Uh, I could, people could barely hear me, and uh, Atticus, um. Decided to relax himself with drinking because it was uh, <laughs> on a bar, and he got so messed up that he fell on the stage. Everybody thought he freaking broke a bro- a bone or something because I it looked I like he. Was- too. <laughs> and uh, I was so freaking mad, and <laughs> it was just really bad. It was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it was, wow. It sounds amazing, much, though. 
It's extremely <laughs> funny now that it's been a year. But it was literally a very bad impression to the people that were there. Oh, sure, sure. Um, I was really upset. I wanted to strangle Atticus, and, uh, but I wasn't sure he'd remember the next day, so I wanted to make sure he would. So I didn't do it. <laughs> but it was... It, 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 wasn't it was horrible that because the sound was bad, then everything got it, it, everything escalated really quickly, and um, we ended up wrapping the show pretty early. We didn't even so, finish the songs, I think, right? <laughs> we didn't finish one of the songs. Yeah, <laughs> everything it's 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 literally like starting over again. So when we play live again, it's like we were we're gonna be reintroducing ourselves as sure. a. You know, and there's a there's a new rule now that I can't drink before playing live. That's a new one. <laughs> Back then, I had this mentality where when I that I, if I drink, if I played a little bit, you know, drunk, I would uh, eventually lose the stage fright. Oh, sure, sure. Uh, but that wasn't the case back in that show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes you can get too relaxed. Too relaxed. <laughs> too relaxed. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. I I don't I don't know how you know all these guys, Marlon Manson and Trent Reznor, and all those people who used to like get on stage really fucked up do it. I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah, and to do it like as often as they would, like a big touring rock band. Like a big touring that, drug, drug party? Yeah. yeah, that kind of schedule. And there's a reason a lot of a lot of rock stars don't make it to a very old age. And if they do, they really suck because all the alcohol and drug abuse. A, a lot of them, a lot of the old rockers, they look like they've been through some shit because they have. Yeah. So yeah, don't play, don't drink and play, kids. Well, you'll end up <laughs> like your uncle Atticus on the floor, and think he's broke his leg, but not really. He's just really drunk. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't even show my face at the venue the other after that show. <laughs> I even I was even scared to even ask for another show. <laughs> and on top of that oh no. oh no we're not playing there again ever yeah hopefully no. not black and white yeah hope i mean people don't even probably remember us and you know but still <laughs> anything else you guys wanted to pro promote anything outside of avant lust or anything else well i'm at least has her projects uh jupiter right yeah. we'll have our sec projects yes I mean, to stay tuned for the release of the actual uh, music video. Yeah, cool. I'm excited to see that. Yes. Yeah. We're excited to finally finish it also. It's going to be a huge load off our backs. Thanks for joining me today, guys. I appreciate it. It was a pleasure. Oh. Sure thing. Everybody should go <laughs> check out the Pitch Black Limbo EP. It's everywhere, and it's black and white. Everywhere. Black and white forever. Hey, I'm back. It's Randy. The interview's over. I want to thank Avant Lust again for recording that interview with me. 
definitely check out their EP. It's very cool, uh, as you've heard. And that's it for this episode of EMG Radio. Now, you may have noticed while I'm talking, I didn't do it in the interview, but I've later, I've been layering some music under the under the under uh, my talky bits, my rambly bits. Um, what do you guys think of that? And in case you groove on that music, that's super science music. All the tracks tonight layered under my talking is uh, from the album Blood by Super Science, which is me. It's kind of a, uh, you could say it's a weird, uh, subliminally shady way to uh, put my music out there. Speaking of subliminal, uh, hopefully soon I will be releasing a collaboration EP with Subliminal Hit. Check that out. Uh, follow me on Twitter at SuperScience80s, that's 80S80s. Or Randall Sylvia for my personal account. Follow EMG Radio and Electronic Musicians Group on Twitter at EMG Artists. Check us out on Facebook. Hey, if you're an electronic musician or producer, you want to join up our group, see what kind of random bullshit we talk about, it's facebook.com slash groups slash electronic musicians group. I don't know. Search group for electronic musicians group. We're in there somewhere. Also, facebook.com slash electronic musicians group for our main Facebook page. Uh, like it. Check it out. Uh, we post all kinds of uh, releases when artists put out new albums and then links to episodes like this. You can listen to this on iTunes, Stitcher. Uh, if you can rate and review on these services, please do because it helps other listeners find our show, find the music that we're playing, find these artists because they're all fantastic, and they need your love. They want it. And I want to thank all the musicians that allowed me to play their music tonight. All the music we play is with the permission from the musicians, uh, submitted by the musicians. So a big thank you to all of them. Avant Lust, Rufy, Ezra Yates, Shadows of Life. Thanks to them. I also want to give a shout-out again to Wetnew, W-E-A-T-N-U.com. Follow them on Twitter, at Wetnew. It's what you would expect. It's cool to come across another organization providing, you could say, uh, a safe haven for us electronic musicians, us indie types. Definitely very cool. And that's it. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next month. Thank you for listening to EMG Radio. EMG Radio is an electronic media collective production for the Electronic Musicians Group. It is a license under the Creative Commons and Attribution Not Commercial No Derivatives 3.0 on Forty License. All music contained within the EMG Radio podcast is property of the respective owners, subject to the respective copyrights and their licensing and used here with permission. For more EMG Radio, visit EMGRadio.com. Check out more electronic musicians groups. Go to Facebook.com slash electronic musicians group or hit us up on Twitter at Twitter.com slash EMG Artists. The pitch black limbo. The pitch black limbo. Pornhub. <laughs> Pornhub. And it'll just loop. <laughs> black and white. Forever. <laughs> <laughs>